Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast that is always, 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 always from the back tees. I'm Jerry, and with me as always is Zach and Nolan, and a very, very special guest. Zach, who it be? Yeah, so we got a big guest on the show today. He's a two-time Corn Ferry Tour winner, sixth place two weeks ago, just came off at 21st place at the Farmers Insurance Open where he completely tore up the South Course on Thursday. I don't know how he did it. I would have shot 30 shots worse minimum. We got Sebastian Kaplan from Denmark, PGA Tour Pro with us. Did I butcher the name? No, that was perfect. Oh, wow. Amazing. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And before we get into some lighthearted stuff, there was some pretty unfortunate news that I don't know if you found out during your round Sunday or after the passing of Kobe Bryant. Are you a big basketball fan? I was a big Kobe Bryant fan, I can tell you that much. Just ask any of my friends in the U.S. When I first came to the U.S. back in the days, I was a typical European. Lakers, Yankees, (laughs) New England, Patriots. There you go, Yankees. There we go. I'm the Laker fan, so there you go. (laughs) I've, I've changed a little bit over time, but. Now, I've always had huge respect for Kobe, and we literally sat at scoring, and we looked at each other, and then Snedeker's caddy comes up, and he like, he's like, guys, Kobe Bryant just died. We're like, no, he didn't. And everyone around us was like, yeah, he just did. So that was pretty surreal because we had no idea. We just came in, and but I, supposedly all the crowds were kind of whispering around, and it got really weird out there for a little while. Yes, oh, I saw that. Oh, sorry. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I heard there was some, like, do it for Kobe chants going around. I, I follow Tiger pretty hard, so I, I was hearing everything around Tiger. And there was so many different, like, um, different outlets distributing different news on what actually happened. So that must have been kind of outrageous to hear all these different stories. But, yeah, I can't even imagine, especially being down in the California, Southern California area, and the feeling that I'm sure all those fans were all all Lakers fans and just the gloomy day, you know, it all fed into kind of the same feeling. So that must have been very surreal, exactly how you put it. Yeah, it, it definitely was. I mean, was, I didn't really stay around, stick around long for the, at the course after, but I, could, I mean, I could tell when I came out of scoring, Tiger was out there and I mean – Something, I mean, obviously I don't know yet because I haven't been around long enough to know what's normal, but something didn't seem completely right. Um, so it was it was a weird atmosphere after. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and especially it was in the same state. It's, I can't imagine being there for it. I know, it was, it was crazy. So yeah, you, you mentioned you, you haven't really been around the tour for that long to, you know, feel how it's, what's normal and everything tell us a little about your your backstory and we know you did really well on the corn fairy tour tour (laughs) to get onto the pga tour um what's what's it feeling like being on the in the big leagues now i mean it it, honestly it feels like this is okay it feels right Uh, right is not a great word but 
everything is just on point. Everything's done right. Um, most of my friends that I know out here, were, I was fortunate enough to play with a couple of guys last year on the Corn Ferry Tour that got their cards this year as well. They're all like, just wait till we get into the new year and you'll like show up at Tory and it'll be like, welcome to the freaking PGA Tour because it's completely different than any tournament during the fall. During the fall, a lot of, I mean, Mexico, Bermuda, some of the international tournaments, they don't really get the crowds. And it's more like playing a Corn Ferry event. I mean, the setup is good and everything is great. But in terms of atmosphere, it's not quite there yet as what a real PGA Tour is. So I've been told that just, just wait till some of the events, when you get to the California swing, just wait. The crowds get crazy and you realize, okay, now you're on the PGA Tour. <laughs> and they well, were I mean spot on. Are you are you in uh, uh, you teeing it up next week? Uh, the wasted man. Oh, oh God, I trip and I say wasted management open now. Oh Jesus, pretty Lord. much is pretty, pretty much, much the wasted. <laughs> well, I hey, I went to I went to the farmers for years as a as a as a ten uh, an attendee of the tournament, and it, that was just as wasted. But I mean, I know I get it. But uh, are you teeing up in the tournament this week? I am. I got Perfect. I was fortunate enough to to have a nice text from the tournament director here after Thursday's round last week saying. Uh, do you want a spot in the tournament next year? I'm like, sure, I'll take it. Oh, wow. So <laughs> breaking news. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, that, was, that was a good little surprise come off a nice round and see that. So I'm very Anything grateful. Anything special planned for the 17th hole? For the 17th or, or the 16th? Well, 16th, well, sorry. The, seven, the 17th is a really short par four, so we want to know. Sorry, sorry. Very wrong. I'm not the <laughs> golf guy. I'm more have of the your, humor guy. These guys yeah. are the experts. <laughs> You're the humor guy. <laughs> have, your caddy, have your caddy do the race on the 17th hole. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I played the Monday program today, and they there was people there already chanting and having the crack caddies race today. Wow. <laughs> well, hey, now, speaking and, of caddies, uh, are you gonna, does this mean you're uh, still going to give Reed a job? I mean, keeping our boy employed? Reed has a job. Yeah, he's I saw with him Hubs. You know that. He, he's with Hubs. Well, yeah. Well, okay. But then he was – somebody told me he was with – oh, sorry. Uh, late breaking – somebody. Was it Reed? Hey, I'm going to give you the breaking late. news. Jerry's had car issues, so he only caught up late. <laughs> <laughs> he's also a boomer. Hasn't figured out technology. But that doesn't excuse me from Sunday's current events. <laughs> yeah, no, Mark was off for the week. So, I don't know if you know this, Sebastian. Like, the person we are closest with as a podcast just happens to be knew this. I knew that. And like, okay. what a crazy world. And then Lawrence, so Lawrence Tynes, two-time Super Bowl champion is your agent. We'll get to that later. And uh, he just tells me, hey, did you know Reed's on the bag? I'm like, no, I thought he was on a nice vacation for the week. Yeah, he was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, well, not a bad week for him too. He'll take it. No, I mean, it was planned a little bit ahead that my caddy, my normal caddy, he had a grandmother that was 101 passed away and he had to go back to Canada for, uh, for some services weekend. So yeah, I knew I wouldn't have my normal guy that this past weekend. So I knew, and I knew house was off. So I was like, Reed, you live in Phoenix. You want to drive over for two days? It's like, sure. I'll be there. Turned into but, four uh, days. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What yeah. kind of confidence is that? Come, come over for <laughs> two days. You needed him for all four. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but I think we did a pretty good job the first two days too. So oh, it was good. Um, I, we I I spent a lot so. of times with Hubs and Reed. Um, play a lot of practice rounds and spend some time together. So we have a good dynamic and know each other, which I think was important to just had you be able played to sub in. Had you had you played Tory before? Never. Wow. I actually wow. hadn't even played the whole course before Thursday's round. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I don't, like 
what happened? How do how does someone shoot that low their first time playing one of the hardest courses? Well, looking back at it, I, I realized I got up and down from 240 yards twice with a three iron on the back nine in that round. <laughs> that kind of helped. That's a good, yeah, that's pretty solid. Oh, uh, who says scrambling ain't sexy? I mean, good wedge on. play right there. Did you sort of realize at that point? Oh, sorry, Jerry. Go ahead. No, those are the plays that win majors. He knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you sort of realize after that round, like, hey, I've never played this course in my life. These guys have played it tons of times, and I just shot the low round by far (laughs) of anyone on this course? (laughs) Actually, I I didn't think that, but now that you say it, I kind of like that. Yeah, (laughs) start thinking that. I think Bubba Watson was the only one within, like, four strokes of you on that. I, know, I, I looked at a leaderboard. I kind of it took me a while to see someone else on the South South course on Thursday. Oh yeah, no, oh, I'd yeah. say Reed probably did a good job. We'll, we'll yeah. congratulate him next. That time. had to that had to have felt like like you're like I belong here moment, right? Like I can definitely play with these guys, and I, I can have a sustaining you know force out here. For sure. I mean, I, I realize that you actually. I mean, you have to hit it solid from tee to green, but you don't have to hit it great. I, my putter was hot Thursday, like it was in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And you just have to make a couple 20-footers and maybe one long one, and then you have you have what you need, especially on tougher golf courses where you don't need to shoot eight under every round to win the tournament. Um, right. So that was my realization, just that play somewhat decent from tier green and just have a putter that's hot on the day. It's plenty yeah. Would you say that's your strength, the putter, or are you more a tee to green kind of guy? I want to say that my putter is a strength and that's how I always felt. Um, I think I'm always going to feel that way. So I'm always giving myself a tough time on a putting if it doesn't go right. Yeah. Right on. Well, dude, we really hope you uh, continue your good play and, uh, you know, continue uh, entertaining us a, a lot out here. Um, so Thank let's you. get into how did, how did you meet up with, with Lawrence? How do you, how, how did that relationship start? And First time was yeah, – go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, and he's got to flash his rings, I'm sure, every once in a while, right? Two-time <laughs> Super Bowl champ. <laughs> I've seen him a couple of times. <laughs> um, the first time we ever met was um, we randomly got paired in a pro-am, in a Wednesday pro-am for the Wichita tournament, the Corn Ferry web.com tour at that time. I think it was the year – it was 2015, so the year after I'd won there, I came back and played the, the Wednesday Pro-Am for the tournament the following year, and I got paired with him and a couple other fairly well-known names in Wichita for the tournament there. Um, and we just kind of stayed in touch since then. He, he, yeah, he told us if we needed a place to stay in Kansas City for the Kansas City event, just let him know. And we've stayed with them ever since for the Kansas City tournaments. So really cool. been, yeah, we developed a, a great relationship and his family's great, Amanda and their two boys are just awesome. Right on. Is he uh is he what how's he taking the Eli retiring news? Has he told you anything about that? Well, did you not see him on Twitter the other day pretending to be Eli? <laughs> no, I no, did not. Oh no, no, fill us in. <laughs> he uh he texts me, he's like, I'm Eli right now. Check my Twitter out. He changed his name because he has the check mark. He can just change his name. Oh, he yeah. changed his name to Eli Manning for an hour. Twitter was going crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we, need those, got, we need those check marks, guys. Come the on. power of the check mark. Mm-hmm. It is. It was funny. I think Tom Brady 
Tom Brady reached out to him directly, direct message saying, congratulations on your retirement, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Ah, he fooled. He fooled the goat. Yeah, that's good. That's what you have to do. You also have the blue check mark. Come on. I, I need to try something like that at some point. Does everyone on tour get a blue check mark? Is that how it works? I think there is. We have like a someone repping the PGA Tour that reaches out to Twitter and just just get Make the te- check mark. If you yeah, you just have to give them your driver's license ID or something, and then you get it. See, you got to start that's taking it. advantage of the check mark. Yeah, I know. Power of it. So, so you went. Uh, you ended up at Arkansas for four years. I know a lot of us are probably wondering. I'm out in Canada. These guys are out in the states. How did you get scouted to end up playing college golf in the states? It's a good question. Um, and looking back at it, I probably wouldn't have done it that way. But <laughs> um, no, my coach back in Denmark, he somehow formed a relationship with the assistant coach at Arkansas at that time. And it was kind of the time when U.S. colleges were starting to, to recruit from Europe, like European championships, men's championships, and bigger European tournaments. And um, he just ended up coming to visit Denmark, really, to kind of experience our winter seasons, to figure out, okay, what we do when it's cold outside. And – that he, they ended up inviting me on a visit to, to Arkansas. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is great. Play golf all year round. The facility is awesome. School is good. Sure, I'll come here. Not knowing anything about the U.S. collegiate golf or any collegiate sports systems or anything. But so looking back at it now, I'm really glad I ended up at an SEC school. Strong program. Got to play all the strong tournaments. and I could easily have seen myself falling for like a – mediocre school and being like oh crap i wish i would have taken my time but arizona state (laughs) they're a pretty good golf school Mm, yeah yeah. uh quick question sebastian who is considered the best golfer to go to be a razorback i i I have an idea but i want to i want to hear something from you that i don't know who's considered to be the best golfer kobe it you gotta kobe it you take that name out mouth. settle down he is (laughs) respect him if if you (laughs) If you want to go straight off stroke average, you're talking to the guy. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I see that coming, but okay, that's a, that's no. a good answer. Most successful is probably page right away. 72. <laughs> I did my research. Uh, it's got to be probably Daily, probably is the most recognized name that's won to Arkansas. That was honestly the only other name other than yours. I'm like, I'm trying to go through, like, I'm, I, I, can't, I thought of more Mississippi State golfers in my head, and they didn't go anywhere. I mean, it's just like, I can't think of any of the yeah. Razorbacks. But <clears throat> there's a couple of recent ones. Landry won in Palm Springs. He was a Razorback. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was. Oh, I thought he was a Texas guy for some reason. And I, I know I looked it up, but I'm just mistaken. And uh, Lingmer won a couple of years that. ago at the Memorial. David. Mm. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned that. Golf is good. You mentioned you were like, if you could do it all again, you wouldn't have done that. I think. No, I would have. I'm glad I did. The oh, work. you're I'm glad. glad I ended up. Yeah, I'm glad I ended up where I did. But That's good. I think back, you have a finance had... degree. You're going to need it now. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have done it all again, I probably would have done a little bit more due diligence, but I just got kind of lucky that I ended up in a good spot, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what was your, what was your you know, youth golf experience like over, over in Denmark? And, I mean, I know what it's like kind of here in the States. It, you know, it gets pretty competitive once – 
you hit a certain age and there's there's high school golf but no one really even cares about high school golf it's all about the amateur tours or the junior tours and trying to get noticed by scouts that are going to those events what's it what's it like over in Denmark well since we don't have any we don't have any like school sports so high school there's no high school sports there's no college sports Wow. Um, so everything is club or yeah. like ama- amateur tours or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, I mean, it was the national team, which is probably the one thing that young players in Denmark try to get noticed for because that does open up doors to playing international events, playing like international championships, uh, compete against other countries, which I was fortunate enough to, to be part of the junior national team for a couple of years and then the men's national team for a few years. Um, which brought me to, yeah, all over Europe playing against some of the best European golfers that today and now are good golfers on the European tours. Um, but for a regular person trying to just become a pro golfer in Denmark, I mean, it's just playing junior tournaments. And then basically you think you're good enough to play pro. You try to go to Q school for the European tour. You make it or you don't make it. You try again. Basically like it's over here except the college sports stage. Yeah. Right on. I know uh, you certainly had an interesting road to the uh, PGA Tour. One question I got asked, now I feel like it's a bit easier to live with. In 2014, I think, what, you played 12 events and ended up coming $300 and change short of a tour card? Something like that. Oh, man, that's rough. Yeah, I know uh, (laughs) – I was hearing the story. How do you, how did you get over that? Was it tough for like a year or so after, like just knowing how close you came? Did it affect your game at all? The year after I probably, I don't know if I took a couple of things for granted or thinking it was maybe easier than easier than it really was. Cause it really is. You really have, you start learning a lot about yourself when you get into this tour life, traveling, all the stuff that comes with it. And if you, ha- if you get it right away, you're lucky because it's, n- it's not, there's no right way to do it for anyone. Um, you just kind of have to learn a little bit as you go. And I guess it just took me a little bit longer. Um, a big part of it for me, though, was getting a coach over here that could be hands-on with me. Um, even though I thought I knew enough about my own golf swing and my golf game to figure out, oh, this is what I need to do to play better. Still different when you have someone with a different set of eyes on it. Who's your coach right now? I'm working with Todd Anderson. Um, he used to be at Sea Island, but he's down at uh, Ponte Vedra Beach now at Sawgrass. Okay, that's where you're living now, right? Yeah. Right on. There's a bunch <laughs> of guys out there, eh? It's not uh, – is Higgs one of the guys who's out there? Who? Harry Higgs, or no? He's in he's in Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how is Hubbard out there? How how do you become friends with him? We became friends through uh, just playing on a corn fairy tour because his wife and my wife get along really well, and we just kind of clicked also, and it we're super easy going, and we we're with them in in Europe this yeah before Christmas. So it's funny you brought up Higgs, Zach. Uh, Sebastian, do you tell me a little bit about a little bit about Higgs? I know I think you went to SMU, and he just to me I don't know him at all, but 
he gives off the biggest southern frat boy like style that I've ever seen. You know, he's a little I don't want to sound insulting, but he's a little chubby. He's always he's got the shades on all the time. He's got the collar like all the way open, the golf shirt showing his chest a little. What what's Higgs like? That's exactly how he's like. But <laughs> he's so he's so nice. He's the nicest guy, really. Super easy to be around. Doesn't judge anyone. Um, no hard feelings ever. Just super happy and always positive energy coming from him. And he doesn't give two Fs. I mean, it's just, no. I feel like he's just living the good life. He does not care. Yeah. He just goes out and hits the golf ball. Doesn't know his score. He's just like, ah, it's a great time. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I would be. I've been preaching this. <laughs> Zach, tell, Zach tells us he's he's got the top mental game of the, the crew. I am, Sebastian. I'm telling you. <laughs> I will take anyone. Physically, I'll put you, uh, I suck. I'll put you on 17 uh, the stadium course of PGA West on a Sunday from the back tee. Oh, I'm in. Crumble. No, physically, I can't hit the ball, though, so it's hard to prove my mental <laughs> game. Yeah, Sebastian, he's in a wheelchair. I don't know if uh, we, we should have told you before this. No, show. you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we are allowed to swear on the podcast. Okay. You call me, me a sick fuck. He's talking about his caddy. Uh, his caddy going to see his going to his grandmother's funeral, and you said shout out Canada right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm also pretty sick. <laughs> oh uh, god. No, but mental game. I'm telling you guys, Zach. If, you're, it down. If, if your mental game was so good, then you would be able to overcome the the 17th tee at Sawgrass somehow. You'd, no, but I no, won't no, even say. No, he's. Sebastian's not talking Sawgrass. He's talking uh, La Quinta or um, uh, the, the one that uh, they just played. That one's a yeah. smaller green and uh, oh. further yardage, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. quite a bit more intimidating, I think. It's, well, yeah. But in the last tournament, didn't they show a stat where one of the days of the whole tournament, only like three people went in the water or something? It was something where everyone was like playing okay. Just nobody was getting wet. And then I thought like, well, how come Sawgrass seems to get everybody? The first three days – and. In Palm Springs, they actually had to tease up. It was like a it was a wedge. It was it was actually short. It was more like Sawgrass 17 yardage. It was only the last day they had it back at like 160 something yards. <laughs> Jesus, oh my god! Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know think, what I hit. I know what I hit, but I don't know if I could just hit it right now. Like you eight iron right now. Like oh Christ! I mean, uh, it's it's a small target when you're in the moment there. Oh, a spe- oh, I can't even fathom. No, I, I, I've never even seen a moment yet. <laughs> are there any I other holes? That... Are there any other holes or courses you're looking forward to playing this year? Um, I mean, I would love to get somehow get into the memorial. I love Muirfield Village. Mm. Um, it's one of my favorite tracks. We played quite a few times there in uh, OSU's college tournament. Oh yeah. We always play. We would always play it somewhat late fall. So I played up there in like forty-two degree weather on that golf course, and it's just brutal. Jeez. Yeah, but that's no. That's a special golf course. I love that place. But that's how the weather is back uh, back in your homeland, right? I mean, how's, how, what would be the most comparable place in America to where you're from, like uh, climate wise? Um, I don't know because it's Denmark is so tempered, really. But it doesn't get that hot in the summer, and it actually doesn't get that cold in the winter. Like, we could go a whole winter, and maybe, like, the, the ground would be frozen maybe three times. 
I was going to say Nolan. It sounds like he's describing Oregon, and that's yeah, where – Oregon no, with, with less rain, probably. And we have a lot of rain. The winter well, is like no, all – their whole country's a peninsular. I mean, that, that means like every single cloud that looks at it's going to spit on them. I mean, it's and then it's just going to keep on chugging. <laughs> it does rain a lot. I mean, look at Nolan. It's like the, Denmark's like the opposite of Florida, where it's like it's pointed the other direction. It's more north. It's in Europe for I mean, actually first and foremost, and uh, yeah, it gets a lot of it gets a lot of wet. I'm sure. It's yeah, it's cold. Well, Sebastian, if you ever get homesick, sounds like you need to make the trip over here to Oregon where we're at. So <laughs> perfect. I well, love Oregon. I mean. Well, full disclosure, Nolan is in a great spot in Portland. Uh, I I wasn't going to tell him this. This wasn't going to come to the show because a lot of tour players don't seem to give a crap about it, and I agree they shouldn't. But uh, I happen to work at Bannon Dunes as a caddy. So, But like I said, I mean, th- other than like hearing Tiger Woods is on property once and caddying for VJ Singh once back 19 years ago, like I don't, tour players don't vacation at golf courses in shitty cold weather like I saw today. I mean, that's just not how it goes. <laughs> nope not happening <laughs> yeah why would you yeah why would you <laughs> yeah on your vacation are you ever golfing or uh you got other activities going on i probably have a lot of things that we want to do before golfing when we go over that's what i figured <laughs> yeah i know i know you're a big uh f1 guy which is like the complete opposite of golf if you ask me i you're it's a big Sebastian Vettel guy yeah I lo- he's my favorite driver He's the only driver I ever met, just randomly in Montreal. You really? met Vettel? Yes. So I'm not a big F1 guy. I, I, I keep up with it. Like, I know what's going on. So I'm not like the asshole who just happened to run into him. Is like, who the hell is this? I fully so recognized weird. him. <laughs> happened to know that there was a place to buy, like, some magazine, an F1 magazine nearby, and got him to sign it. So I have a signed Sebastian Vettel magazine. Nice. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> Zach, you never said that. It I could mean, be yours one day, depending how many times you talk to us. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, we've done about 50 podcasts, and this is the first time Zach's brought up uh, well, that we've ever brought up anything F1 related. So, I mean, why would that come up? That's great, Zach. Uh, good on you, buddy. It's true. <laughs> Have you been to any races? I haven't. It's I've been trying the last couple of years to figure out if uh, the Austin race could fit in our schedule somehow, but it's never – or you could yeah, head over to Montreal. Montreal could end up being closer depending where you are. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't even remember when that is during the season. I got to look at that again. I'm going to figure out where the Montreal F1 race is while you guys talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nolan, what, uh, what else you got for Sebastian? Oh, I don't know, man. I, I'm interested in – it sounds crazy that you guys go, growing up don't really have like – city or high school sports or anything like that are you into any other sports like besides f1 i guess yeah i mean i grew up playing soccer just my family was soccer uh my dad played for 10 plus years professionally and that's right yeah both my brother and i played when we were young and my dad coached us when we were really young and it was yeah i made the switch when i was yeah 12 13 and my brother still played for a while and he was actually really good. He was really quick. And I don't know. He needed like one or 2% to really like keep going the professional route, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Now, but quick kind of random question, but this might help Nolan and, uh, and I and Zach a little bit. What's off the top of your head? Do you happen to know what the overall population is for the whole country of Denmark? I'm going to say between five and a half and six million. Good Christ. I mean, like that's like, there's like four or five American cities that are bigger than that. And there's like a yep. two China that are bigger than that. And, uh, and like, oh, I mean, that's because I, I wouldn't assume, 
I've only lived in America. I only know the American like government and like school systems and everything, but I also know America's really freaking big and really vast. And we have kind of like our system the way it is. So I wouldn't assume that a place that's smaller would be something else or something different or just maybe something, I mean, not like he said, not have a program at all, so to speak. I mean, I can drive from one end to the other in like five and a half hours. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I, and I, bet, and I, bet, and I bet their people are more focused on education and, and, and other qualities as well. They're very focused on environmental things. Well, who, it, believe, it, believe it or not, that my parents at home in Denmark, they have to, the new trash laws that they have, they have to like split things into seven, eight different cans. Well, well yeah, you have to separate your, you have to separate your colored glasses. You have to separate yeah. your, your plastic. It's like oh, laundry, yeah. laundry for your trash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's like, I mean, this is very. The more and more you talk about Denmark, the more and more it sounds like Oregon. So, dude. <laughs> I mean, Nolan, Nolan, that's Denmark's the smallest country in Scandinavia, too. What do you think the rest of up north of them is going on? I mean, I my, my know, family's from Finland. I mean, I didn't know Denmark was that small, to be honest. I, you know, I don't know, but it's I, tiny. It's I'm just uneducated, small. I guess. It's that it's that little country that looks like. Uh, sorry, uh, Sebastian. This isn't insulting. It's just descriptive. It looks like a little appendix sticking up in the uh, in the north in the sea up there. <laughs> I know. And then, right. then, then you have all the other Scandinavian countries staring down on the rest of Europe on top of them. Right. Yeah. I know exactly where it was. I was over there a couple <laughs> summers ago, but I don't, I don't know. I you think were thinking windmills and wooden shoes. Admit it. <laughs> I was in Amsterdam. So. <laughs> fair. 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 <laughs> uh, Zach. Zach, you got that thing you were looking up? Oh, yeah. Canadian Grand Prix, mid-June. See, that's a terrible time. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's right in the heat of it. It needed to be when, like, the Florida swing was going on. Yeah. Is there, um, is there, when's the Canada swing going on? Yeah, when uh, is the Canadian Open? We have one up there. Yeah, I think the Canadian oh, Open. It, cha- it changed just, like, two years ago. I think it's in pretty but it's by But it's by Toronto. I'm going to be there. I should know this. Yes. <laughs> My, it's in June, like early June, June 8th. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I should know this, but my uh, knowledge of the months of the year and when they occur, not great. Well, it's okay, Zach. When I went through school, I know uh, it was a long, long, long time ago compared to you, but there were nine yes. planets in the solar system. And now there were nine I- when I did it. Oh, 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 you're such a boomer. Oh, there are nine planets in your solar system. No, not like you out there. Wait, Sebastian, you've been to Oregon, and I heard you say that you love Oregon. You need to, like, tell me what it's actually like, because all these two do is trash Oregon. (laughs) That's mostly Jerry. I love Oregon. No, and you've said bad things too. I don't think I've ever heard a good thing about Oregon, except uh, Nolan. Nolan lives in the hipster capital of the world, in the city. That's not his fault, and that's not the city's fault. And I happen to live in like the smallest, most redneck trailer trash county in the in America. I'm sorry, Coos County, if you're listening. All dozens of you that exist or have the right cords for the internet. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite restaurants is in Portland. Oh, what? Ned Ludd. Oh yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, yeah. That's that's tough to beat. I mean, what do you usually like to get there? We always get the feast. Yep. Have the chefs feed you, and you that's... never you never leave hungry. Nolan, tell Zach what this place is. Yes, that was a my question. Wonder. Um, how do you describe it? I don't. It's it's just basically back to the to the old days. Just 
real, real farm to table. Yeah. They, they cure all their meats. They basically you go pick all their berries, pick all the vegetables and just simple things. When I come to Oregon, is this a place I could end up in if I'm coming I to think so. or is it far what? away? Oh, you think you'll end up in a farm and we're going to eat you or something? Is that no, is, is it like a chain? Your question like was a chain or just one of them? That's not one. a chain. One. Yeah. Oh, okay. One of one. Yeah. One, one of one. That's a good way to put it, Sebastian. <laughs> if if we're going to Bandon, you're probably not going to make the trip to go eat at Ned Love. I might have Well, to. But, but then again, if anyone's going to Oregon, they're probably going to Portland, not five hours south in the boondocks where I live. I mean, come on. Another good point, Boomer. <laughs> oh man so uh before there's any more dead air i got nothing else uh i'll just do get a little housekeeping out of the way because we're about a little past the midpoint of our podcast we are happy to be brought to you by sports travel radio podcast network and also gorsegolf.com where you can find gorse golf head covers brought to you from my friend crazy the caddy i know that's his name's crazy but i shouldn't have said crazy the caddy that sounds awful uh, I just saw him actually a few hours ago. We had that torrential 35-mile-an-hour uh, wind, downpour, everything, uh, and uh, just saw crazy. I was telling him I'm repping the goods, no questions asked, no, gra- uh, no gratuity needed. And if you have any questions for the podcast, please send them to ftbtpodquestions at gmail.com. Uh, I think since Zach, since I started that email account, I've gotten one so far, and I don't think we I've answered them all on Twitter. Well, yeah, I mean, it's golf and Twitter have a really great relationship in marriage. I mean, that's why, I mean, anyone anyone who doesn't understand that, we've talked about it before. I look at it like, okay, well, if you're not into golf Twitter, as I call it, not even necessarily Twitter, then you're not going to just get into it all of a sudden. You're not just going to appreciate it all of a sudden. I mean, I see people telling bad jokes left and right all day, and, like, even I don't get some of them, but I'm just like, I get it. We're in the octagon of so many characters here, so to speak. But, I mean, that's true. I don't know. Sebastian, <laughs> you're, big, you're pretty big on golf Twitter, eh? Which, like I saw you, you responding to people right when the round ended, which I thought was like great because a lot of the players they won't talk between, I guess, start of the round Thursday till the end Sunday. You were just I try, I try to be in the mix. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I just I, mean, I would a, also like got to a minute, got to throw something in there. I think we wrote the inaugural blog about your PGA Tour career from the end of round one of your PGA Tour career. We had a blog out there. Nice. That's how we got Boom, in touch. I think Lawrence liked it. Follow. Sweet. Oh yeah, blue check mark guy. So we got a couple questions for you from Twitter. Shoot it. Uh, so one of them that we're gonna ask the best ones we got. So we got what's the most nerve wracking element of teeing it up on tour? I think I saw that question. <laughs> Who is that from, Zach? Uh, uh, that's from Ty. Hi, child. Most nerve-wracking about teeing it up. Honestly, it would be if the first hole was a part three because I would hate to shank the first shot. <laughs> it's true. You can yeah. always punch no, after, it like, up. The, the worst would, honestly, the most nerve-wracking thing would just be teeing it up with the driver and just taking a huge fat divot with the driver and just completely chunking it off the tee. I feel like that doesn't happen to PGA players very often. Not it's very like, often. But you're trying to make yourself seem relatable. Well, I'm telling you, once you get in there, you all of a sudden, sometimes you almost don't recognize yourself. You're like, this, I've never felt this before. This doesn't feel right. And you like start questioning yourself. And then, I don't know, you just got to trust what you're doing, I guess. But it certainly feels like we can do those things sometimes. Yeah. And then we got 
what do you think the biggest difference is on the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour outside of the competition level? Uh, gallery sizes. Gallery sizes is for sure bigger. But sorry, I, sorry, from, to, me, <laughs> to me, the galleries actually don't really make a difference. They, well, they make the – it's actually they make the courses easier. Hey, because come, we come Sunday – Come Sunday, all the rough is trampled down along some of the holes, and you can just if you hit it far enough offline, you get good lies on the rough all of a sudden. That's right. Because I was yeah. about to say that the rough is a lot worse on the PJ Tour, and the courses are just longer. There's a lot more seven, eight, six, five irons in the par four instead of gab wedge, wedge, and nine irons. Oh God forbid you're going driver wedge and all the holes, Sebastian. You're you, you're one of the you're one of the top 1,000 golfers in the world or something, right? You why you why, why do you have to try and play like we want to play? <laughs> top 1,000, Jerry. You're being hard on me. Come on. <laughs> well, no, because I always have the thing where I say the top 500 and the next 500, and I didn't do my research, so I don't see I didn't see where. Like I said, I came in hot. The brakes literally fell off my car this morning, so I came skidding into this recording, and uh, I didn't have his official world golf ranking. Forgive me. Jerry thinks the new guys are going to the new tour. No, I don't. No, I do not. Yeah, I never but said it, any of those words. Let's go on that. that one, Nolan. Let's we go on that tangent for a while. Have you heard of this uh, in like New World Golf Tour, Sebastian, at all? Yeah, I mean, only really what's been rumored on in the media and stuff. But I have heard about it, like how they're trying to get, yeah, I guess like a Formula One style tour with teams, and yep. team managers, and doing like. I don't know, 15, 20 events or something like that across like, trying to compete with the PGA Tour. and Exactly. I yeah, honestly like, don't know how that would work because to me it's just overwhelming the amount of aspects and things that would have to be set up in terms for that to work. But like mm-hmm. they, would, they would fail on some certain areas and then that would just, everything would just fall through. So let me, but, give you, let me give you my perspective of it real quick. So, I, I mean, I – totally think that these i think it's a bunch of banks is what i've heard are trying to set this up um and it could be a bluff or it could not be but either way i think it'll get you guys some more money um in purses either the pga tour is gonna have to ante up a little more and fatten their purse um to some of these some of these tour stops um or they're gonna for real attract you know their goal is to get like the top 50 players I think in the world to come play on these tours for huge huge sums of money with uh 50 54 whole tournaments no cut so everyone gets paid um so I mean sounds like a good gig if you're up in that top 50 you know echelon of players or if you want to go right I my my perspective on it though is if they get Tiger Woods to go, then this thing could definitely happen. I don't. That's that's what I think. Um, if Tiger goes, you know, some other guys might follow him, and that would definitely be a needle mover. Yeah. Well, now let me let me ask Sebastian the thing I asked you guys real quick. I mean, just to spring this on you, and it could be you, God forbid. I mean, like, give me give me some Rocky Maivia confidence in yourself here. Um, who do you think the biggest name is that would jump ship? And I hate to use that term jump ship, but I mean, who it's, let's just assume it's not going to be Tiger and that needle might not get moved, but who is going to be the flagship star, like the top. And I'm going to say American. No, it doesn't have to be American. Just who's the top golfer. I don't know. 
I couldn't, I don't think I could put a specific name on it, but I could probably, I would probably think an international top player that plays on the PGA tour, like someone that is a big name in Europe and a big name in the U S would think it would be great. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. You would, yeah, you would have a, a, like a, like a Matsuyama, for example, or a, like a McElroy that's all over the world. Some oh, of those Matt guys. Oh, Matt why not? You know, he could become like the heavyweight champ of that league, and then we still got the PGA Tour going on with their champs. I mean, oh, that'd be perfect. I think it would be an international top player that would kind of make the first jump and say, let's go. Well, see, I said DeChambeau just for shits and gigs, so I'm, I'm really glad you brought a lot more gravitas to an answer when I was just screwing around. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Sebastian. Thank you very much. <laughs> you got it. I mean, I really – I truly guys, think – Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I truly call. think the only way it's happening is if you get Tiger and or wait until he retires, and then we'll see what happens. But everyone's going to watch Tiger. The money's going to be where Tiger's at. So if, if what you're promising is higher purse and more money, then you're not going to get it without Tiger. Um, but they're going to have to pony up a lot of money to compete with the PGA Tour's yeah. purses, though. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, I mean, the PGA Tour has some of the deepest pockets. I mean, it's like we – they they keep changing sponsors and people are like why and like somebody's paying more money it's coming from somewhere who it cares be like so significantly more than what the PGA Tour is playing paying I think for it to work I mean just take the player the PGA Tour is trying this year just take the players championship yeah. you guys probably don't even know what the first place finish no. takes there this year no a two point seven that's a lot I know my stuff oh my Sebastian God. okay <laughs> that's up there. Hey, and and they also – 20 they, years ago, $1 million was like for each major except the, the Open Championship and the players. Like each one was yeah. one – a cool mill, and that was it back in like 1999. They're talking They're, like $15 million purses, though, with only 48 players. How's that sound, man? That sounds mm. a lot better, yeah. That sounds <laughs> nice. Is and, there nothing to it, though, that like – I feel like you grow up – I assume you grew up wanting to either win on the European tour or probably the PGA tour. Cause you are there now. Would it not mean more to you to win on the PGA tour, even if it's for like slightly less than winning on this new tour? Probably. I think you're right about that. Just, just in comparative terms. To like be you able grow to say dreaming to win on the PGA tour, not to win on yeah, the bank. Exactly. Whatever they yeah. want to call it. The, yeah. I don't know. The concept tour. I'm in, I'm, in, all day. I'm in it for you guys, though, man. I, I hope this forces the PJ Tour to give you guys more money. Obviously, they have a lot of money, which you've probably seen firsthand. Aren't they, like, making a brand-new driveway up to TPC Sawgrass or something? So I'm like, it's already made. Yeah. <laughs> $17 million for a driveway or something like that. Perfect. They, they do not hold back when it comes to that facility. Right. <laughs> Nolan, you've they, seen you've seen oh I'm sorry, go ahead, Sebastian. They brought in fresh water for all the greens. Wow. They wait like they, like Aquafina or, or Evian. What are we talking about? They're they're pretty much putting Fiji water on Fiji, the yeah. Oh no, that's the best. Fiji is the best water. <laughs> you can't even get that everywhere else. Only so that was, only airline Fiji too. <laughs> Whoa. It was that was some process. They drilled a huge line in to hook up the city water. So they can water the greens with fresh water. That's crazy. <laughs> it works. Uh, so I, I've seen it firsthand. It's making a difference, I will say. But it's crazy to think that it's even a, a possibility to start with. 
I got you. Uh, hey, real quick, I, I meant to ask this uh, way earlier in the show so we could be using this whole time, but um, it, your nickname, is that just based off your first name just because it's close to it, or is there like a, a, a deeper running Dumb and Dumber reference, or what do you got? It was my college teammate that started – I don't know why he started calling me c oh, It's just that's stuck. <laughs> yeah. Probably Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I've had a lot of people say that too. Kick his ass, Seabass. Yeah, um, but I mean, Sebastian. Like, we, we called, like, Sebastian Janikowski. We called him, like, Seabass sometimes. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a very, very properly unique name. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why I feel about it, too, that it's actually not that uncommon of a nickname for someone named Sebastian. So I was like, there's, okay. There's a, kid I, there's a kid I played golf with for years. Uh, he worked under me at a course when I was a pro out on the East Coast, and uh, everyone called him Spanky. I don't know why. His name was Paul. I mean, it didn't make sense <laughs> to me, but, but it just everyone called him Spanky, and I, it just stuck. I think he's in my phone as Spanky. <laughs> So you have friends named Spanky and Crazy, Crazy. Jerry? No, 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 no. I have uh, an old friend Spanky and a co-worker and friend and dear friend colleague named Crazy. Yes, I, I can go. I, you want to get Bullfrog? Slim? Yeah, oh, Slim. I haven't seen him in a while. And Bullfrog, I can get him on the phone right now. <laughs> Wait, let me ask Sebastian. What? What? There, we know some of the famous caddy nicknames out there, but who's got like the uh, – funny or even player wise does anyone have a funny nickname on tour that we don't know about or like some funny inside joke at all i mean you're just now getting into the circle here well i I can i can give you a funny joke from yesterday (laughs) all right everyone scoot up here we go (laughs) yeah you'll love it because it was funny and i think patrick reed thought it was funny too but on the last hole he was he was on the front left corner half on half off on the green Oh, I saw this. I saw this. So yeah. you had to call the rules official over, right? Yeah. And the story behind that was Snets and I walked down there, and we both look at each other and like, oh, that's on the green for sure. Patrick is about to mark it, and Brant goes, hey, Patrick, because it's you, any other player would have said, just go ahead and mark it, but because it's you, I think we should call it official. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> And wait, and what was what was Patrick's like demeanor and reaction right away? What was he just looked up and started laughing and said, "Welcome to fucking Patrick's life, Patrick Reed's life." <laughs> oh man, that's okay. I'm starting to like him more again. I, 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 when I first heard it, I wasn't I was about I wasn't sure if he was being serious or this was funny. But then they both started laughing. I was like, okay. It's, that's a pretty good joke. You're like, oh gosh, is this going to be like really high tension or did Patrick actually find it funny? Yeah. It was funny. Matt Kuchar and Sergio Garcia right now are like clinking my ties because Patrick Reed's getting all this negative attention. I mean, yeah. And, and Bryson DeChambeau's pouting real hard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> At least Bryson's uh, got his biceps, though. <laughs> yeah, you played, with, you played with Reed and Sneds. Uh, is there anyone you really want to play with? And I'm going to guess you're going to say Tiger. I mean, Tiger would be, I mean, honestly, playing behind Tiger was an eye-opener already because the crowds around him are just crazy. But obviously, alongside him would be a, obviously a check mark in the book eventually. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, he's just, it's just Tiger. and It's just the atmosphere is just different. And even the players, like, the good players even say when Tiger's here, it's just a different tournament. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So being alongside him would be really cool to, to experience someday. It's funny because I, I, almost, I almost look at that as like a, a slight trial by fire, so to speak, where it's like a lot of guys – I mean, definitely 
there's a lot of reasons to wilt under the pressure or whatever. And like having your like round with Tiger, I mean, hell, hell even Caddy Kip Henley checked that off his book a couple of years ago in terms of things to do or whatever. But then real quick, I want to jump into uh, somebody who didn't seem to wilt when he played with them. Uh, who's this guy McCumber, Sebastian? Tell me about uh, tell me about this dude who's got actual tattoos pop- popping out of his shirts because I've had ink in the golf industry for years. It's been kind of weird. And, but the thing that got me was when I saw the back of his hat, I saw a mohawk. Let's this guy where's he been all my life i mean don't don't answer that i've looked it up but i mean tell me about the guy i i love uh i always call him uh cucumber a cucumber your colleagues are real original <laughs> yeah um no i really like the guy he, he's in ponte Vedra beach i see him <laughs> on a daily basis um his dad obviously would, had big like, influence uh, with the pga tour but no, he's the guy that literally in the off season, him and his girlfriend, they just took off and rented a rented a van in like New Zealand and just drove around for a month. And, no, I love and this guy. Lived, lived <laughs> in the van. Oh, oh well, I I, they, I thought they'd at least stay in uh, in some lodging or whatever, but lived in the van. Yeah. You said like a West Hollywood. I think yeah, we're officially like a, a pro Tyler McCumber podcast. He's yeah. very hey, he's a super guy, very outdoorsy. He'll he'll go backpack over the mountains somewhere. He seems like a very uh, – I lived in uh, the Rockies for five years, and even though it was an Aspen amongst the rich and the elite, there's a lot of hippies up there, and I'm not calling him one or the other, but being very – like, he's like a nice, introspective, smart guy, very thoughtful, but also being in tune with nature, I mean, often that kind very, of goes hand so. I just – honestly, I saw the hair, and I saw the tattoos, and I just, like, jumped out of my seat, just like, finally, thank you, thank you, something, I mean – I'm, I'm glad you guys can wear facial hair now, whether you still keep by the rules you can or cannot, because I had to explain that to somebody the other day. They're like, what? They're like, they can't have beards on the PJ Tour? I'm like, well, they can, but do you see any short pants yet? I mean, there's still rules that are out there that are still pretty old-fashioned that are embedded. So, I mean, do we have DJ to thank for that? Or, like, Ryan Moore when he went sponsorless, like, when he said, like, F the world, and he just, like, wore a beard? I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't matter now, does it? No, not really. I mean, we're not the Yankees. <laughs> ah, take yeah, no one. <laughs> Yeah, Nolan. Yeah, it's your team. You like them. Yeah, I Nolan's do. a big Yankees, Lakers, uh, Patriots. Oh, fan. Lakers can. I mean, no disrespect, but I'm a big Blazer fan. So. <laughs> no, you know, don't don't get me wrong, Nolan. I used to be a big Blazer fan too, and then I got tired of losing the Lakers, and I switched. Whatever. This, hey, this was also like 21 years ago, so I'm allowed. I mean, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I even asked my old man when they lost another playoff series. I'm just like, Dad, is this as far as they're going to get? Because I'm tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a good question for you from one of our fans. We surprisingly have a very big European following. I don't know how, really? but we do. And he asked, nice. how do you think Denmark's going to do in Euro 2020? Are we talking soccer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're talking oh. football. <laughs> yeah, football. No, I meant badminton. <laughs> I don't know. We... We haven't done anything since '92 when we actually won it. That was still. I mean, have, that, was that your country's only one, though? I mean, it's the only win we ever have in the Euro Cup. I think. Do you know 92. how many goals Canada has in the World Cup? <laughs> as many wins as uh, they have. <laughs> I'll let you get. We've been in the World Cup. We have one goal. Unfortunately, it was an own goal, but we have one. Oh God! Oh, God. He sounds like the Trinidad and Tobago hockey team in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> that can't be real. Are you serious? Canada's been in the World Cup, and we only scored on our own net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Man, and I thought I had it bad with the U.S. They've, they've been a mess. Well, Canada's never even in it. Yeah, but Canada has hockey, Nolan. That, 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 like, that totally like makes them like far offset how bad they're allowed to be at soccer. Come on. You ever yeah, watched hockey, seen, Sebastian? Have you seen the movie Miracle? <laughs> no. I've actually never really been into hockey that much, except uh, for some reason my friends that are from Canada, too, always end up in their fancy hockey league. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know anything about it. Oh, you got to let me know. I'll help you out. We'll dominate them. They'll have no idea you have a Canadian helping you out. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you have, you have so a listen. bunch of NHLers from Denmark, too. There's like at least 10 of them. There's 10? I don't yeah, there's at least like two. Oh. Uh, well, who, do, who are the two you know? Freddie Anderson and Lars Ellers. Yeah, okay. Ellers okay. on the hats. You guys have Franz Nielsen, Bodker. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right, Franz Nielsen. York Strand. I can name him forever. Yeah, until you get to 10. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to run out of name. Oh, well, you have I mean, the guy on Winnipeg, Ehlers. Nikolai Ehlers. He's a star. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done naming because you guys don't know. So. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Zach, you have your Canadian fun fact. I want uh, Nolan to ask one more question and Zach to ask one more question. Zach, do you want to do the Canadian fun fact to let Nolan get a question chambered? Uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, can well, have I have, a, I have a good question before because we're okay, very yeah. big. We're very big. We go for our guys, you know. We're huge Reed Martin guys, which makes us huge Homeless Hubs guy. Best Twitter handle out there. You will never surpass that, Sebastian. No offense. I, no, I agree with that. I'm not even going to try. No, don't try. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like, we need to know who are your friends on tour, and more importantly, who are the guys you don't like on tour? You might have to tell us after, and we will, we will just – we'll be out there serving the justice. Uh, well, the Hubbards are obviously some of our good friends, but the Brems are really – we're really close with them too, Ryan and Chelsea Brem. Okay. Um, the Norlanders, Henrik and Julian Norlander. Ooh, I love the oh. Norlanders. He won me some yeah. money way back in the day, even though I know people nice. be talking about fantasy. Um, Real random. And it's nice to see a fellow Dane over here, Lucas Beergarden. Oh, yeah. The also, Beergarden. Also knows that Beergarden, yeah, exactly. Dude, he uh, took it to Tiger last year, right? Yeah, the match play. That was awesome. <laughs> are you, are you guy. close with him? I grew, yeah, I grew up playing golf with him a lot. Okay, I need you to find some intel for me. One of the shirts that I've been dying to make is a picture of a garden and his face popping out of it. Will he wear it if it gets made? Will he wear it? Yes. It will. You could probably get him to wear that shirt. Okay, that, that's what we need. It should be, it should be like, it has to be good material. Please, good material. Just to myself, I find this very funny, a picture of him just popping out of like a garden. But like his face should be like on a pint or something now. Yes, we'll, we'll figure it out. He'll have hops growing out of his head. Yeah. Hey, we've got this done. We've got her in for the beer garden shirt. I like that uh, idea. So, Nolan, you got a you got one last question for um, before we cut Sebastian loose? Yeah, let's uh, dive a little deeper here, Sebastian. Get into you know, I got I got two. You can you can go one of two ways here. I'm gonna ask you: A, do you partake in watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette? <laughs> Or B, let's hear about your love life. Do you have a girlfriend and boyfriend? I don't know. Where, where are you at right now? I can answer both of them. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Yeah, oh, there we go. Jerry saw. Jerry, Jerry's um, quick. I, I do watch 
The Bachelor at okay. times. And honestly, it's being watched behind that door right now because my wife, <laughs> yep. she can't wait. That's <laughs> a- I'm third in my Bachelor pool of 18 people. I don't know. That's solid. I randomly pick. I pick the Victorias every week because I figure it's going to go to the finals and they want both Victorias for more drama. So you don't know which last name they're going to say. Oh my yeah. God, you guys pronounce it drama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're Canadian, eh? Sorry about that. I haven't watched Bachelor, so that was, my, that was my little two senses. Oh my God, you said a word like, huh? <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to win it. I took Hannah Ann. I know she's good. She's going to be in. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's so hilarious. My wife's definitely watching it right now, too. So. <laughs> Is this going to be back? He was back. I don't I know what's going on. be more back. I feel like I've seen previews of her being in the show a lot this season. Oh, the, the previews are always so misleading, though. You should know. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, take it away with your Okay. I got – so every week on the show, we do a Canadian fun fact – and these two buffoons try and answer the multiple choice question, and we keep track of the record. Wait, it's starting... There's a record? What? This is all oh, news yeah. So, so we started the record in the new year. We got Jerry's 1-0, <laughs> Nolan's 0-1, and now we've added you to the tabulation. <laughs> so when we have oh, people on. Work. Yeah, Sebastian can be undefeated all time if, he, if he's one and done. You never know. Like, yeah. yeah, you want to be the top PGA Tour pro. In Canadian fun facts. (laughs) So here's the question. This one, you should have the advantage. What CFL team, the Canadian Football League, did your agent, Lawrence Times, play for? You have A, the Ottawa Rough Riders, B, the Ottawa Renegades, C, the Ottawa Red Blacks, or D, none of the above. You get the first chance. I'm going to say B. You went B, the Renegades? Yeah. What's your answer, Jerry? Nolan, you go first. I'm going with the Red Blacks. Red Blacks? What did you go with, Jerry? Renegades. We have the Renegades is the correct answer. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I'm what? so terrible at it. It was, it was the one – It was. he did – of his of his kicking career, he did uh, one or two se- – he did a season with the Chiefs, and then he did a season in Scotland – and they did a couple seasons up in the CFL, and then the rest was uh, NFL. Oh, yeah. He told me he loved his time for the Renegades. I'm just saying we might get some stars over after that endorsement. <laughs> they are the Red Blacks now. Those are all real Ottawa team names. Oh, they, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I so thought the Renegades point, were the only ones that sounded like a real team. At one point, there were eight teams in the league, and one of them was called the Ottawa Rough Riders, and then there was the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, they had 25% of the league had one name. Those Canadians are so creative. We're very yeah, good. You guys really hit the well on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as I'd say, uh, God bless Canada and uh, God save Canada. I might get those titles of those songs wrong. But uh, Sebastian, do you got uh, anything? You writing any books? You got a website, a Twitter handle, anything you want to plug uh, before we wrap this up here? Well, I got my Twitter handle and Instagram handle. Um I don't know if you guys, you guys probably have posted those. Oh, Twitter, yeah. SCAP, yeah, we'll tweet oh, it. Yeah, we, and, sure. yeah. No, we, we're, so, we're mostly about the self-promotion because uh, we tried to cross-promote with friends, and it turns out it does not reciprocate. So uh, we're, 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 we're doing good on our own, and we're going to be selfish and greedy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that to land that way. Um, 
uh, Sebastian, this has been a really, really a uh, lot of fun. Uh, uh, thanks for taking the time with us in your busy uh, and highly successful schedule. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, thanks Absolutely. so much, Sebastian. And uh, for sure, good luck this week and good luck the rest of the way. I know we'll, thanks, we'll stay in touch. And uh, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, hopefully we get some fun footage from this week here at the Phoenix Open. Should be yeah, some interesting, yeah. uh, interesting things to post about. You definitely just got three new huge fans, so we're all pulling for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thank you, Seabass. And for www.fromthebacktees.com and at fromthebacktees on Twitter and me at Jerry Lou Looper on Twitter, hit them where the mowers go, fellas. Brian Rice, shout out. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with 30. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.